why it's always important to dress like Han Solo. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and bailers to learn how to rock more and suck less. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. And I did Indiana Jones one time. Yeah? Yeah, it was good. This was more of a, um, there's a there's a, a term on the internet that they, uh, they refer to fall as Han Solo season, uh, because that is the era. Where all, this, the 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 the, yep, all the girls wear the boots and the vests. Yeah, the boots and the vests. I'm with you. And the blasters. Yeah, the bla- you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, hokey weapons and, um, and old religions are no match for Ugg boots. 100%. Ugg boots at your side. And, you know where we are. It's 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 slowly becoming pumpkin spice season. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you got if it's hit you guys. It fully has. But, it um, fully has. We had our first cup of it. Enter the house. Um, I I did not scream out loud. So we um I went with the pumpkin spice cold foam cold brew because again right. it's been hot. Yeah. Uh, you know you kind of have to ease your way into it. Sure, but sure. here in the south, we have started to get our first taste of the crispy fall morning. So it felt like the right time to go ahead, bite the bullet and do the Halloween song bracket for all of you guys. Yep. It's time time to start putting that Halloween show together. Do you have a, are you booked for Halloween this year? Uh, Not Halloween itself. We've got a couple of feelers out for the 29th, which is, you know, that because yes, Halloween's on a Monday. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You know, look, time is a weird thing. We are booked for the 29th and uh, it's going to be killer. It's going to be a whole big party at this bar that we're playing. Um, Taylor and I have decided, we've actually, her, our, our costumes just arrived. We're going to be matching skeletons um, yeah. on the front line. So, you know, thematic. And uh, and we've started to pick out some songs that we need to learn and uh, and have happen. So I do have a sub on bass that night, uh, but I played with him before. Yep. He's, a, he's a solid dude, so. Well, wasn't the sub on bass your your former number one? The one who was too busy to be my real number one. Yes, yeah. So, so I know cool. he's a, you know he's a, he's a quick study and um and good ears, so uh, he'll fit right in. Cool. So um, the way so here's here's what we're doing. We're going to do a bracket this year. Last year, Dan and I came to the conversation with our top five yep. with a couple of honorable mentions, and this year we wanted to do something different because obviously we had done this concept last year. So we wanted to kind of like ramp it up a little bit. And so we had so much did, fun doing a bracket for Christmas this last year for holiday yes. tunes. We thought, Hey, it's about that. It's about time to, to, I, to you I know. said, Hey, what's going on with us not doing a bracket of Halloween <sighs> tunes. So the criteria though are, is a little bit different. So we took some of uh, the songs that we picked from our last top 10, um, I, the rest of these, some of these were suggestions from the Patreon Slack channel and, uh, just some other various kind of disparate sources that I pulled together. Uh, we then took those songs and kind of had a conversation around which of these tunes would actually be songs that a cover band would play. Because as much as I love Nightmare on My Street by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, yeah. the likelihood of a band pulling that out is not super high no same with dream warriors which is, of course is mm-hmm. my other one i t- i was joking with dan it was like we could literally do an entire bracket of nightmare on elm street soundtrack songs yeah there were some good ones there was enough of them yeah and and very of their time <laughs> yes 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 and not very much of this time no it did not, not tend to the- age super well the, yeah none of those songs made the cut even though there are plenty of 80 songs on this one because again i mean you're you're dealing with you're dealing with me so yeah so uh what we did is we we got all the songs down we kind of uh then went to the how could we match these up so the seating was actually a very contentious topic on the uh on the slack channel yeah you know why is this one going with this one so uh we tried to put them together uh, as closely as we could. Uh, they may not necessarily be even matched, but they are categorically similar. So that was kind of the whole intent behind that. So we have our Sweet 16. We're going to work our way through it. Okay. And if uh, the visual component of this is lacking, don't worry because this will go up on the YouTube channel at some point. Uh, it's going to involve a large amount of post-production <laughs> that uh, we don't normally do. So yeah. it, it might take... A week or so to uh to get it up and but it'll be gorgeous so, i'll say i'm looking at the the base image of it right now and adam's done some fine pre-production here to put this together so i got i've got a i know a thing or two about graphic design about putting white boxes on pumpkins that's what it comes down to 
Indeed. And um, for those of you who are not watching this or are watching this, the font that I used for all of these song titles is labeled uh, Eva Fangoria, which is just Genius. the greatest so pun good. So good. on the planet. All right. Are you ready? All right. Let's get into this. I think it's go time. Here we go. Round one. This one I'm calling the paranoid 80s mm. Halloween tune yep. bracket. Yep. So uh, contestant number one is uh, Somebody's Watching Me by Rockwell featuring an uncredited Michael Jackson. We, right. was we all do. Going up against Who Can It Be Now? Yeah. So so what are your thoughts? Well, I don't really think of Who Can It Be Now as a Halloween-y kind of tune. Who, watching me is clearly like all about spooky, scary, paranoia. You know, it's 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 a it's a scary, scary number meant to be. Um, who can it be now? I can bend there in my head, but I don't quite think it's on theme. Now, okay. it's a far better song. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. It's got it's got a it's got like an eight bar uh saxophone break yes yeah gotta love a sax break for sure but i think you i think you just kind of you tipped your hand on this one i did yeah one's a halloween song and the other's kind of not okay i'm gonna go ahead and agree with you all right i think it's watching me i think watching me is the way to go and um you know watching me is definitely the uh the song that uh that members only plays um during this season and we don't do who can it be now which is probably not you know we we probably need to add some minute work at our in our deal we just we don't have a saxophone player. If right. I'm perfectly it's tough. It's tough. And you can, or a flute player. Right. Cause their other big song has a flute in it. That's right. That's right. So, you can fake those things on keys, but it's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Easy peasy. Watching me, uh, advances to the next round. Yeah. Next, next, uh, matchup is, uh, what I'm calling the spooky sultry mm, category. Yeah. And, we wanted to make sure that we weren't just doing songs that <laughs> the two old white guys version. Yeah, yeah. The, the guys in their forties picking the songs right. go. So um we picked a newer song and then an old what I would consider a mm -hmm. a, a, uh, a classic. So uh in this round we've got Bury a Friend by Billy Eilish and Devil Inside by NXS. Yeah. I think both of them kind of fill that spot in a set. It's kind of like the intent is like, well, it's kind of sultry, kind of spooky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a little. I will like, tell you this: if we were putting them up against each other based on music video, Barry oh, Friend wins. Forget it, hands down. Yeah, I, 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 a, I was unfamiliar with the song until I was preparing to talk to you today, and I got ready by watching the video, and it's really something. It is straight out of uh, American Horror Story or something. It's it's really well done. It's real creepy. Yeah, yeah. That said, so, I'm not sure it's a band your average cover band's gonna a song your average cover band's gonna pull out. It's very. Um, you know, we do Royals, mm -hmm. um, which has a similar kind of a kind of a op open all vocal over rhythm kind of feel. Mm -hmm. um, compositionally, it's kind of similar, but I don't quite think I see myself ever as a cover band playing "Bury a Friend." I don't, I'm not sure I see that happening. Um, so I was willing to kind of go with you down that road. Until mm. I saw your uh, your buddies in Maniskin do a version of now, it. Now I saw a link to that. I didn't actually watch it. I should have. So yeah. So uh. Maniskin and uh, actually there's a there's a bunch of uh, live band versions of uh, Barry a Friend on YouTube. Mm. But uh, it I was I was kind of like I wanted to I wanted to add it because I thought it was a contemporary song that is big enough in the zeitgeist that you could get people on the dance floor to to dance on it um it's a thumper for sure for sure yeah and then seeing the maniskin version uh it, it's it's all it's all live instrumentation huh all right and and i think it's it's worth thinking about all right that being said i've done we've done devil inside and i'm sure it crushes it's a good one. Yeah. The thing with an excess, and I've always felt this ever since, you know, my junior year in high school when Kick came out, um, mm -hmm. their songs are so painfully repetitive. Like, I love them. I'm a big fan. Um, had that album, listened the hell out of it. And, um, but their songs are just like one riff times 50. And that's the song. So I don't know if you can, if you can make that have some energy to it, the, the risk is that then that drags, that becomes you know, a bummer. Um, they never yeah. had it be a bummer when they played it either on the recording or live, but 
that is the risk as you're covering it that it turned into sort of a sort of a death march of a song. Um, bow, bow, yeah, yeah. Um, All right. Well, then, what do you what are you thinking about this then? I feel like just from the perform, just from the likelihood of an of an audience picking up on it and knowing it and getting into it, I feel like it's devil. Okay. I'm going to go and uh, I'm going to call you an old man and I'm going to pick Bury a Friend. Now, this would normally be a scenario where uh, we would bring in a third party. So uh, we may have to agree to disagree. Well, listen, I I can get with you. I like Bury a Friend. I don't feel strongly enough about Devil. If, if, you know, um, uh, I'm I'm persuadable about this one. We'll we'll go with Bury. We'll go with Bury a Friend. All right, so we're going to move Bury a Friend onto the next round. I think, uh, I don't know how long it'll last, no. but we'll we'll go ahead and, uh, you know, work our way through it. Yep. For the next round, this one is 80s movie soundtrack banger. Yeah. And one of them is super iconic because it is the namesake of an entire series. Although plagiarized. Sure. Proven in court. Yes, indeed. The other one is... Uh, a genius move uh, by a music industry mover and shaker. Mm. And I think both of them have uh, strong strong arguments between yep. them. So this round is Ghostbusters by Ray Parker Jr. and Feed My Frankenstein by Alice Cooper. So <sighs> this one, honestly, I think this is a, a kind of an even match for different reasons. Yeah, You know, if you're going with iconic status i think ghostbusters for sure. is is the obvious winner for sure but if you're looking at like they're both kind of big songs with cool guitar parts yeah and yeah you know the uh i i don't think you can top the visual component of alice cooper jumping out of the rib cage of a giant skeleton that was really something i'll I'll say this listen so part of my part of my rubric here is put yourself there on the 31st well 29th yeah and you play the first opening notes of a song and the room goes bonkers yeah was it ghostbusters or was it frankenstein yeah i think it was clearly ghostbusters i think it has to be i i agree with you there yeah uh but you should if you if you've never seen Alice Cooper live, Feed My Frankenstein is a big part of it's it is a focal oh, point of their show. Fantastic song. This is the rock nerd in me fighting against the pop nerd in me. <laughs> well, wanting Alice Cooper to to pull this out, but I think yeah, I think I, I you're don't right. Think so I don't think so. So my apologies to Alice Cooper yeah. and We're not uh, worthy. We're not worthy. We are not worthy. Yeah. But you got to give it, I don't know if you've heard the story about Shep Gordon getting that song into Wayne's World. Mm-mm. They didn't want it. They wanted, you know, one of his classic songs and getting Alice in the movie to do like the whole bit that he did was yeah. contingent on them picking that song. All right. Well, and Shep Gordon was not going to have it any other way. It was the right choice. It was the right choice. And it, and, and Shep Gordon was absolutely right. It, it made that song iconic in a way that it would not have been otherwise. Yeah. So apparently, Feed My Frankenstein is not an Alice Cooper song. It's a song originally written uh, by British hard rock band Zodiac, Mind Warp, and The Love Reaction. Sure, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Zodiac, Mind Warp, Classic, and The Love yeah, iconic I, band Zodiac, uh, Mind Warp, and The Love Reaction. Obviously. Off their album, Hoodlum Thunder. I couldn't Any have called car- that. I couldn't have called that. Uh, the studio band, Joe Satriani, Steve Vai, Nikki Six on bass. Wow. That's a hell of a lineup. That's like a power trio. But imagine like being like you got Steve Vai and Satriani. Crazy. On the, on the, on the track. Yeah. All right. Ghostbusters advances to the next round. Ghostbusters is in. All right. On to the next matchup. This one I'm calling, uh, Slasher film, classic, classic rock. rock. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So in this round, we've got Batman Rising by Creedus Clearwater Revival against Psycho Killer. Kiss Kiss By the Talking heads. heads. Yeah. Yeah. So I, here's the thing. I don't, neither of them, neither of them scream Halloween to me, although they're both certainly okay. about, you know, macabre uh, uh, content. Um, I play Psycho Killer at almost every show I play. 
Yeah. And uh, and I lean way into the goofiness of it. I lean, you know, all the way into the David Bernie sort of, you're talking a lot, but you're not saying anything. Like, all those kinds of things. Um, so I'm always for that song. I'm um, comparatively much uh, less of a fan of CCR. Um, okay. That's a personal thing. You know, I, I it's just a taste matter. I'm way more a Talking Heads dude than a CCR dude. Batman Rising, you know, it, feel, it feels... Um, the song doesn't feel spooky, right? The content, the lyrics, the lyrics are bad news, but the song feels like riding a freight train. Yeah. Um, whereas Second Killer's all jangles and sharp edges and, you know, stuff coming at you. Yeah, I mean, when when I think about those two songs, first, when I think of Psycho Killer, I think of American Psycho. I don't, there's no, like, through line there, but, like, when I'm thinking of that the lyrical content like yeah that's that's a that's a patrick bateman but kind it, of but it's not seasonal deal. is the point well but again it's psycho killer and and to me you know both of those songs if i have a howling party at the house which i'm going to have mm. i don't know if i've ever told you this we we have like this big thing we're like our our family comes over neighbors and stuff cool we call it it's it's the jjj the johnson jalloween jamboree Excellent. um because the j's you know it's a ha halloween sound, yeah so. sure yeah, so um, both of those songs are on are going to be on the playlist. Sure, but to me, I think Psycho Killer fills the gap a bit better. Battery Rising's talking about. I mean, you you better have your things together, and you might be you yeah. best be prepared to die. Yeah, he's about to take your life for sure. Yeah, it's not. There's great. a bathroom There's on the right. A I'm, speaking of, um, we're I'm working up a commonly misheard lyrics theme for the for the trivia, so that'll be on. That, that might one. be good. Anyway, but for sure, I'm with you on this one. Psycho Killer is uh, is the superior choice for this one. Psycho Killer for the win. All right. The first round of eight has happened. Just recapping uh, that, we've got Watching Me by Rockwell, Bury a Friend by Billie Eilish, Ghostbusters, and Psycho Killer. On to the other All right. back, set of matchups. Back half. Back half of the bracket. Yep. This one is, uh, man, th this is probably, to me... This is the toughest. This might be the toughest. This is, this is the toughest matchup yeah. to me. So in this, uh, in this matchup, we've got Dead Man's Party by Oingo Boingo versus mm. the Time Warp from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. Now... And this, I, saw, I saw that you paired these up together, and I will admit I slightly cursed your name. Yep. Because I, I was will... I want them both. I was prepared to do it. Yeah. I want them both. But... If I'm going to quote Dan Ray, mm. the time warp is not a Halloween song. It's it is a it you know it's not seasonal. Rocky Horror Picture Show is not seasonal. Did I say it that? Is it, you did. I could. I I literally have a transcript of it. I watched the video that we <laughs> just to make sure we didn't retread too much. Oh well. Um, yes. I mean, to be fair, the time warp occurs in most major metropolitan cities every Friday every, night around midnight. Yeah, yeah. Every weekend. That is fair. That is absolutely fair. And Dead Man's Party certainly feels more halloweeny no question about that however you know how often cover bands judge their how it's going by people dancing i a thousand percent guarantee you you will have people up and doing the time warp thousand percent i agree with that but i would also all right this is this is me putting my musician hat on yeah if a cover band played the time warp, I would be like, okay, fair play. If a cover band played Dead Man's Party, I was like, these guys are awesome. For sure. No, listen, Dead Man's Party is a non-trivial tune to get stood up. There is a lot happening in that song. Um, so yes, in terms of impressing other musicians in the room, the Oingo Boingo has it. But also like Oingo Boingo is most well known for their annual halloween show in la like yeah. it was like yeah an iconic yeah yeah m like part of their shtick yes yes so, all right you're winning me over here you're winning me over here in spite of myself because I, I want <laughs> i want time warp to win but i think you're probably Listen, right that it doesn't as a chorus kid in the 90s <sighs> yeah. the time warp has a very special place in my heart 
The problem is, is that it is not a Halloween place. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a, cost, it's a costume me place. That. That's actually you did that. I know, and I, I mean, I have to go back in time and have a talk with myself because it's a cost. It's a costume. Listen, you're talking to somebody who went to Rocky Horror every weekend, uh, junior and senior year of high school, and then took, teen, you know, people in college who hadn't seen it, you know, from my college in you know the deep southern suburbs of Minneapolis up into the cities to go see it at the you know, the, the theater there. And so, you know, Rocky Horror has a huge place in my heart and I did dress for it. I had a Frankenfurter costume that was pretty badass. Um, Very nice. Yeah. Um, but it's not a Halloween song. Okay. Dead Man's Party for the win. Uh, right. That was a tough one. It was, I, I, it was, and it was my own, it was my, I had to get out of my own way to answer that one. I, I, I can, yeah. I, I, I commiserate with you. But I was willing to to go there because you, listen, if they're not, I, yeah. if you can't have an, a, a spirited discussion around it, then you know the matchup wasn't really for you know, sure, for sure. And and I and I like the way you uh, I like the way you stuck your guns. I like the way you yep. um you had a way that was going, and you led me there uh, 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 lovingly and gently, yeah, but firmly. We're yeah, we're not here. We're we're here to uh, to discuss things that we are passionate about, but in a respectful way. Yeah, for sure. Next matchup. This one is also uh, hard, also hard, but for the, for totally different reasons. Oldie, but a goodie is going to be what I'm. Well, uh, and also kind of novelty tune. Yep. And, and there were a couple of other songs that, uh, potentially would have made this matchup. Uh, and I'll talk about those in just a second, but this round is, uh, I put a spell on you by screaming Jay Hawkins versus monster mash by Boris Pickett, the crypt kickers. Yeah. Yeah. Bor uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so hard. You know, the other songs that were going to potentially be in this round could have been uh, Adam's Family, uh, Purple People Leader was another one, mm -hmm. and then Haunted House, which is one that I actually really enjoy by, uh, what, it, it, it's it's a Gene Simmons, it's not the Gene Simmons, okay. uh, what is, it's the something Gene Simmons, what is the, what are the guy's name? Uh, Jumpin' Gene Simmons. Jumpin' Gene Simmons, I, I don't think I know it. Uh, I'll, I'll send you a link to it. All right, uh, all right. But it was one of those songs that, like, I feel like was on like a when it, like in elementary school. One of our teachers had like a like a Halloween like vinyl that they would play for whatever, and oh. it was on that one. There's a yeah, so there's a certain parts of that song that are just like stuck in my head, and I think you would know it if you heard it. But anyway, I'm sure, I'm sure that is neither here nor there. Yeah. So we've got I put a spell on you and Monster Mash. Yeah. Now and and we're we're carefully saying the I put a spell on you. We're talking about is the original Screaming Jay Hawkins. It's been covered many times by many people in many styles. The Nina Simone cover is spectacular. The Annie Lennox cover is terrific. But um, there really is nothing quite like Screaming Jay. Yes, the blackout drunk. Yeah. Ac absolutely unhinged. Totally accidental version of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's for anyone who doesn't know, doesn't know that story, he he woke up in the morning having produced that in the studio the night before. With no recollection. No recollection of having done it. And then leaned into that. His whole career was about like um, the character that came out of him in the studio that night. So Love it. Yeah. Here's the thing. Um, realistically, I'm going to do them both. But um, if we have to pick one, I'm going to pick the one that's a real song. And that can be done bluesy and done creatively as demonstrated by all the covers of it. And that is put a spell on you. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to agree with you. Yeah. Because it, it is true. Like it is a, it is a fully fleshed out song and it's not to me. Monster Mash is a, is a cheesy song. Yeah. That's a novelty it, it song. This, it's meant to be. It's that's yeah. A hundred percent. You know that there's, a, there's a, there's a Christmas version of it too. Monster Holiday. Oh, that's too bad. Well, I mean, it's it was this guy's bread and butter. So I mean, right. if you're going to do something, anything worth doing is worth overdoing. Mm. So it, it it I think it's in a couple of these like holiday playlists like that we have. Probably, so, probably. Well, we can. Hey, you know what? Maybe we'll put it on this year's worst uh, Christmas song. Okay, bracket. fine. The Christmas we'll see if it's as bad as Christmas shoes. Yeah. It's it's pretty not great. Nothing could be as bad as Christmas shoes, but we'll find out. All right. I put a spell on you uh, for the win. Excellent. Sorry, Monster Mash. Sorry, Boris. Sorry, Boris. All right. The next one, uh, R&B legend round. And cool. this one is 
also very equally matched. Yeah. So for this round, we've got Thriller by Michael Jackson versus Superstition by Stevie Wonder. Yep. Uh, now, this one got a little bit of pushback in the Slack channel because some people were like, well, Superstition isn't really like a, a spooky song. It was like, this is another one of those where you have to kind of like look at it on the merits of the, uh, the lyrical content. Because yeah, you don't necessarily listen to Superstition and think of Halloween the way that you would with Thriller, but it's very much about believing in things you don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. It's in there. It's in there. Now, listen, for the same um for the same reason as the time warp, I gotta say superstition's not not a Halloween, not a Halloween number. And my my evidence for that is I've played superstition at almost every gig I've done with the band at least. I don't think I've ever done it acoustic, but but with the band, I've superstition's been a standard for me for years. Um and it's not seasonal, we do it every time. So Okay. And whereas Thriller is just you wouldn't you wouldn't play Thriller anytime but Halloween. Well, you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might. I, I don't. It, yeah, yeah. In this band, it's a little bit different, I guess. But yeah, listen. Both of these songs have absolute R and B pop legends. In oh, them. for sure. But only one of them has Vincent Price in them. That's that is absolutely true. And. Uh, do you do the shot, Vincent Price rap when you play it? We actually, so I found an isolated track of him doing oh, it. Nice. And so it's it's in our it's in our 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 track. That's great. Um, and I think it, you can find it on YouTube. And the the funny thing is that after he does the take, the you know the tape keeps rolling, and they kind of like okay, we got it. And he there's like there's a little of this kind of like on mic candidness huh. where he's just very like tickled at like what he just said it's really cute <laughs> that's you cool should, you should look it up that's it's cool. really cool yeah so yeah. um yeah right, i so love both songs but the um you know between that and just watching the uh the making of documentary of the thriller thing i was absolutely obsessed with thriller yeah um and it's it's a pretty easy sell for me for sure uh, and very rarely would you get a zombie flick wrapped up in a werewolf flick and like a banger of a pop song like all together right it uh thriller i will say thriller was the first album i bought with my own money uh on vinyl um yeah iconic c central to my musical discovery so yeah much as i love superstition and i do uh i think it's got to be thriller agreed all right, moving on to the next round. This one was kind of like a like a mixed bag. We we had a couple of I'm not these are b by no means the dregs of our selection, but um sometimes, you know, between the songs that we were trying to kind of put together, this one felt slightly unevenly matched. Yep. Uh and if there were songs that we missed and trust me, I know that there are songs For that sure, we would We're going to hear about love. it. Yep. So, uh Coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. What are the songs that we missed? What are we absolute idiots of that, you know, as far as the songs that we we did not include? Yeah. This one, um, though, is is gonna be again, this is one of these like 70s spookiness kind of things. So of, of uh, this, like opposite genres. Opposite genres, but still I think Honestly, I I can't tell you which one would fill the dance floor For sure. faster. Yep, though. yep. And I think that's kind of how they how they work together yeah, as far yeah. as match matchup. I agree. I agree. All right. So in this round, we've got Boogeyman by Casey and the Sunshine Band versus Highway to Hell by ACDC. Yeah. So two songs that could not be more different. Right. Right. Uh, one of them being boogeyman, a bit of a bit of a double meaning, little little clever wordplay there. Right, right. But so let's talk about it. So outside of the lyrical content, which of these do you think is going to be the one that like gets the crowd going the most? I'll just say as I think about my set list and where where it would fit into a dance medley. Boogeyman has a clear home and Highway to Hell much less so. Okay. You know, I've, I've got a bunch of tunes. I got a bunch, like a whole sort of um, um, vintage to classic R&B soul kind of section of my show that mm -hmm. Boogeyman would slot right into and be perfect. Okay. Um, I don't really have a, 
seventies hard rock line. section, right? Not as much. Um, so yeah, I think I think for my show it'd be Boogeyman. Yeah, it, to me, I'm thinking about the end result. Mm-hmm. What am I going to get when I play either one of these songs? And for me, do I want? A bunch of dudes like pumping their fists exactly. right in front of the stage. Exactly. exactly. I don't think I do. No, Boogeyman is going to get the women up and sort of wiggling around, and Highway to Hell is going to get a bunch of dudes pumping their fists. You're absolutely right. All right. So for the sausage factor, Boogeyman gets the pick. Boogeyman gets the pick. Boogeyman All right. Pick. All right. All right. Sweet sixteen is down. Time to time to refine here. It's going to get. It's it's about to get real. About to, about to get weird. It is. So, moving back to the other side of the bracket, we have the matchup is Watching Me by Rockwell versus Bury a Friend by Billie Eilish. You know, I regret that this paints me as an elder statesman, but um, the reality is the, the shows I play, somebody watching me is going to get known and Bury a Friend's not. Yeah, I think it, this, put, this matchup puts the puts these songs into clearer focus. Yeah. And this again, this is this is talking about this is this is a feature yeah. conversation. Yeah. So both of these songs are spooky songs that you could play on a Halloween set. One of them has Michael Jackson in it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Which and presents some challenges to perform it, incidentally. But yep. still. So I'm saying based on the fact that. Michael Jackson is one degree separated from Vincent Price. Ah, wow. We might end up, and they're in opposite sides of the bracket, so we might actually end up with a Michael down. It's a wow. That could happen. I guess we'll have to see. Yeah. So for this round, uh, watching me gets the uh, gets the pick for sure. Sorry, Billy. Sorry, Billy. I think she'll be okay. She doesn't care what we think. I don't think so. She's made that clear. She's made that clear. I love that. Based on all of the correspondence we've that's had right, that's right, that's with right. Billie Eilish, yeah, she has yeah, made it no. abundantly clear that our opinion is of no importance that's right. to her. That's right. That's right. Well, it's whole, it's your whole vibe, isn't it? Like, oh, for sure. Yeah. All right. Now we've got Ghostbusters versus Psycho Killer. So this is where we start talking about seasonality and appropriateness in regards to the event yeah and and here's the thing just in terms of the quality of the song psycho killer is so far out ahead of ghostbusters it's not even funny okay Does, you know the songwriting of psycho killer is is um you know let alone that it was an original song and not a ripoff um just just so vastly better right um but arguably it, you listen to it and, and for sure I've played it in every, it's like superstition for me. I've played it in every yeah. show I've done for a long, long time. So it doesn't feel seasonal to my regulars. Um, mm-hmm. Ghostbusters absolutely would be like, Oh, they learned Ghostbusters. Ah, that'd be, it'd be a thing. Um, So I'm very torn on this one. Well, for me, I've, I've got friends who are Ghostbusters, like close personal friends. That's, you know, that's part of their thing. And when we do shows and they come, we play Ghostbusters and the Ghostbusters show up and things get colorful, mm. you know? So again, if we're talking about a Halloween party. Yeah. That's who you're going to call. I'm Yep. Yeah. Who are you going to call? Not David Byrne. Not David Sorry. Byrne. Ghostbusters for the win. The jacket is spooky, but. Other than that, I'll I mean. Leave, we'll leave my yeah. side. Okay. Ghostbusters it is. All right, back to the other side. Uh, it's it's funny how things that will make it out of the first round like don't quite line up when it when you start. Yeah, the, of, yeah. The, the initial pairs made a lot of sense together, and now it's like, really? What? I don't. Uh, yeah. yeah. For instance. Are, it, <laughs> yeah. For instance, these next two rounds are going to be very easy picks. Dead yeah. Man's Party versus I Put a Spell on You. Yeah. Listen, I love I Put a Spell on You, but it's nothing compared to Dead Man's Party. Don't run away, man. It's yeah. only me. All right. So yeah, Dead Man's Party gets, I mean, like, yeah, there is no discussion. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it is the superior song. 100%. 100%. And I'm, of of the two, just given the challenges of mounting Dead Man's Party, the one I'm going to play is I Put a Spell on You. But um, the one the one I should play is Dead Man's Party. So maybe I'll, 
Maybe I'll take another whack at that. How hard could it be, really? Uh, we've tried it. It's pretty hard. <laughs> it's pretty hard. Yeah. It's pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, we might get it spun up this year, but I'm not holding my breath. Right. I'd love to do it, but uh, it just hasn't it hasn't made it just yet. Yeah. All right, next round, Thriller versus Boogeyman. I mean... <sighs> I mean, again, one one is iconic and perfect in a lot of ways, and the other is Boogeyman. The other one is Boogeyman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Casey, man. Sorry, yeah, well. <laughs> thriller. Thriller advances to the next round. All right, final four. Final four. All right, so before we get into the actual matchups, it's watching me and Ghostbusters, Damon's Party, and Thriller. Yeah. That Dead Man's Party Thriller <sighs> one, that is, a, that is a hell of a matchup. Yeah. Should we start there? No, because I have a sinking suspicion that whoever wins that round is going to win the whole Me too. enchilada. Me too. Good point. Yeah, because like then there's like a who should be second. Watching me are Ghostbusters. Let's face it, neither of them are, you know, jewel diamond crafted songwriting, you know, paragons. Um, but I think it's got to go. I think it's got to be watching me. If it's Halloween, watching me feels more Halloweeny than Ghostbusters by just a by just a hair. And uh, so I'm I'm going to push back on that because okay. I know as a as a guy in an '80s band, if we were playing a Halloween party and we were only going to play one of those songs, yeah, I know if we picked Watch Me, people would be pretty pissed off if they knew that that was the choice. If if well. If we did not play Ghostbusters, yeah, and we walked off stage, people would be like, "Why didn't you play what, Ghostbusters?" What just happened here? I've been ripped off. If we didn't play Watching Me, no one would notice. No one would have. No one would say anything. Yeah, I think in the pantheon of again Halloween party songs. Okay, all right. Yep. Yep. Essentials. The essentials. All right, I'm with you. Ghostbusters. And again, Rockwell, Barry Gordy's nephew, or his son, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. It, but Ghostbusters, Ray Parker Jr., if you look at his look at his discography and look what he played on, Ray Parker Jr. contributed much more to, uh, to popular music than, uh, than Rockwell ever did. Yeah, almost as much as Huey Lewis. Actually, you should... I, I know you're 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 being real hard on Ray Parker Jr. Right Listen, now. I'm just saying I want a new drug is I'm all there let, is to it. I'm I'm gonna let that slide, but I'm going to send you a link to Ray Parker Jr.'s discography on the stuff. No, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. He's 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 legit. It's just that that particular tune was. Uh... But again, if somebody was like, "I need you to write a song for a movie called Ghostbusters," what is it going to sound like? Um. I mean, I would probably want a new drug before I started work thing, working on it. So you wouldn't need one because if you wrote and released Ghostbusters, you could have all the cocaine you, could, you wanted. You could you could buy the old drugs. You could the good ones. Yeah, one that makes me feel like I feel when I have enough money to buy the good, all the cocaine the good in drugs. the eighties. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Ghostbusters makes it to the final round. Final this next round. one is a real ball buster, oh, it's a though. Ripper, this one is. So this round is Dead Man's Party versus Thriller. <sighs> God damn it! So <laughs> this one is um, this one you have to like argue it on the merits of timelessness. Uh, all right, go for that. I have another take when you're done. So again, for me, we this is this is me changing hats. I was I was the musician. I I, I used the musician's hat on the last two rounds with Dead Man's Party. I'm I'm putting on my yeah. my audience hat. Yeah, yeah. If uh, all right, I, again, anecdotally, I'll put my musician's hat back on. I don't even care. <laughs> we have done many Halloween parties and not played Dead Man's Party. Because we couldn't. Yeah. We've definitely played Thriller. And again, if you were to play one and not the other, I still think Thriller is the one that gets the most static if you don't play it. 
I can't argue with that. That makes a ton of sense. Let me put on this hat. Put it on. As a gentleman who graduated from high school in 1991 Mm -hmm. and who went to high school dances, uh, sometimes it happened. Don't look at me like that. Um, The... (laughs) um, so there was a, there was a, um, it was a Sadie Hawkins Dax. I, I, I don't know. Maybe Valentine's was Ooh. done Sadie Hawkins or something. And my friend Lisa, who I, um, I, I'd have been all right with it being more than friends, but it never ended up there. But you know, she was pretty great. And she invited me to go as a, kind of as friends. And we were all in the same group of friends and we went as a big bunch and, um, walked into this dance and, um, uh, <laughs> as we were walking in, what would the DJ was playing was dead man's party. Now it was not a Halloween themed dance. It just happened that that song was on the charts right then. Um, and it, it, that moment, that moment is very much lodged in my brain. And so I, I have, I have feelings about dead man's party. It's a, it's a, it takes me back to a good time in my life with good people that I liked and, you know, an important night that felt good. And, um, you know, I feel like that's, fundamentally our job as cover artists is to bring people back to those moments from their, you know, adolescence, young adulthood, like that nostalgia is a really important thing. So while I admit that's a fully personal take, mm-hmm. uh, I do have strong feelings about dead man's party. That said thriller, of course, you know, I, it's hard to escape. That's <laughs> one of the most iconic recordings of all time, uh, yeah. and videos, you know? So the question is, it comes down, you know, to me, like, Maybe the same question that we asked for uh, Boogeyman versus Highway to Hell. Which do you want? Like a, a room of people bopping around a dead man's party or a bunch of people doing the video dance, the thriller dance that looks like a particular thing and the whole room will do it. Mm-hmm. That's a moment. That's a vibe. That's 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 unmistakable. So yeah. I think I've talked myself into it, Adam. I think I've talked myself into thriller. I think I have. Man. I think I have. Yeah. God darn yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had to to work my way there, man. That was hard. That was hard. I love that story, though. It's a great story. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 the kind of thing that, like, we we when we're playing, I think we we lose sight of, you know, all that we're triggering in our audience's brains, like all the history we're bringing up for them, and I like that's part of what makes cover music so great is because it it like all of these memories and emotions and like all this great stuff from my past comes welling up when I hear that song that I haven't heard in 10 years. Oh my God. You know, that, that moment is so juicy. It's why I play covers. And, um, uh, Demon's party is certainly, certainly a tune that's like that for me. Well, and, and again, for, for us, it's like a, um, it's a target. It, it's a, it's a thing to aspire yeah. to. Cause like, yeah, if your band can play dead man's party, like your band rips, yeah. like that's yeah, awesome. That too. Yeah. I want to be that band for sure. But I want to be that band for a group of people that aren't necessarily my target demographic. I want to do that to impress the other folks that do what we do. Right. And not so much to, you know, for now, don't get me wrong. If we, if we got dead man's party under us and we're able to do it, I think the crowd would go nuts. Yeah. But on the same note, the album version of dead man's party is kind of long. Yes. And it does kind of meander yes. and the structure is kind of odd. Yes. And people would very much be stoked during the choruses, but not necessarily about the way that things kind of I have, flow into each other. I have thought other. about taking songs and um, doing surgery on them to turn them into what the audience thinks they are supposed to sound like. Um, I've never had the, I've never had the, the moxie to actually do that, but I've contemplated it yeah. particularly with like, um, other own going uh, well, uh, not so much that, but like weird, yeah, weird, weird science weird, is a weird, weird one science. Too. You know, there, there are places like um, <laughs> David Bowie does stuff that's like mm-hmm. not at all verse, chorus, verse, chorus. You know, and 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 no one cares about <laughs> some parts of it, right? You, the stuff you could just lop right out, and no one would even notice. Um, I know that's blasphemy, but it's probably, well, no, I, you know, it, it, no, it, it's a fair point. Like, you know, we, we were, we did that whole conversation about the Taylor Hawkins thing. Yeah. You know, they did, uh, let's dance, which is pretty well structured, yes, but that's um, pretty straightforward. the other song they did was modern love. Yeah. And that one, so it's a weird song. Yeah. And, um, I played it at a Bowie tribute the, the, the week after he, he died. Yeah. Um, and it's a weird song. It's a weird song. We did that song. We did blue jean, mm. which is another kind of a weird, weird song. song. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, modern love was is 
got some kind of interesting structural stuff yeah, as well. Yeah. Same with like um, Under Pressure, right? Now, that's a song people actually know note for note. You couldn't get away with messing it up. Yeah. But 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 there's no re- you know reliable, regular structure to it at all. It's not verse, chorus, verse, chorus you just have in the slightest. It. You just have to know it through, right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I mean, so- that, That's one thing you can say about Thriller is that the structure is- Dead reliable. Impeccable. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, there's yeah. not a there's not a an ounce of wasted energy in that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Airtight songwriting for sure. Yeah. Speaking of, how does it stack up against our other finalist, Ghostbusters? Well, so this is where your argument really starts to you know hold some weight because we're dealing with what we were just talking about, Thriller, which is. A, an absolute masterpiece in yep. pop music. Yep. Uh, the structure, the instrumentation, the uh, vocal arrangements, yep. the production, immaculate. The way that it evokes the video that is so iconic. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, I mean, John Good. Landis made a video that, you know- Was a film. Yeah, and pulled all of the things together and made it, you know, timeless yeah. and yeah. unforgettable. Yeah. And Ghostbusters is Ghostbusters. Well, all right. Look, I, as I said, I was as I said, it would evokes the video. Like the film Ghostbusters, awful darn iconic too. You know, I mm-hmm. not not going to short sell that. But uh, it ain't thriller. I mean, again, one of them has Vincent Price rapping in it. Yeah, yeah. Michael Jackson got Vincent Price to say y'all's y'all's yeah. That's got to stand for something. It does. It does. So listen, Ghostbusters is an iconic song, but it ain't no thriller. It ain't no thriller, but it's good enough for number two. You know what? Ricky Bobby would say, if you ain't first, you're last, but I disagree. Because if you ain't first, you're Ghostbusters. Yeah. Who can it be now is last? Anyway. God. There's a, yeah, we 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 we. Uh, that's the other thing. Like we put some real, real classics in the uh, in the in the bin on that first first round. Time warp, superstition See, I mean, went in the bin in the first round. Devil inside. Hard. I mean, it's hard. It's hard. It's really hard. Feed my Frankenstein for God's sake. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that makes the cut. No. Okay, but still, that timeless classic by Zodiac Mind Warp and the Love Reaction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I gotta look them up. I I, I want to get a I want to get a Zodiac Mind Warp and the Love Reaction T-shirt. We need to do a tribute act, really. Yes. Yeah. That's the it's like the uh, the Uptown Girls from uh, Step Brothers. Really do eighties Billy Joel. That's right. That's right. Eighties do Billy Joel sucks. <laughs> Anywho, Anywho, Thriller for the win. Thriller for the win. The, on like I feel like. As much fun as the bad Christmas songs bracket was, this one was kind of hard. Yeah. It yeah. was challenging tough. to to like, you know, I had to I had to argue against my own uh oh. best interest. Yeah, I had to overcome my own self two or three times. Yeah. For sure. But man, I mean, what a list. And yeah. listen, if you did any of those 16 songs, pick literally pick any five for your show you and guess what yep your crowd is gonna love it yep totally you do all 16 you're like you're an absolute legend yep and so, look it's only as you know as we record this it's september 15th you got a month and a half so you could do it absolutely so get to it and um like i said if there were songs that we should have put in the bracket that we missed email us covering confidential gmail.com uh the patreon Slack has just been fun off the charts so recently. Fun. We actually literally added a brand new member as we were uh hopping on uh this uh this evening. Yep. Uh Matt, who actually reached out to me because he was looking for one of the HX Stomps presets I did uh on the YouTube channel, <laughs> had hit me up and I was like, you know, I did my little like spiel. Hey, you know, if you if you dig this stuff, check out the podcast. Like, oh, I, I listened to the podcast. I'm I'm ready to join the Patreon. So we did. And I'll tell you this, just throwing it out there. We are currently sitting at 29 patrons. Okay. And I'm a superstitious person. Like I would love there to be like a, like a round number, like an even number. So 
if you've been listening and you know or, you feel or, like or 31 by halloween we'll certainly be at 31 by halloween Ooh, going, i like but, that yeah. 31 by halloween yeah. but either way if you feel compelled to uh to hop on there there's great conversations happening and uh we could uh we could sure use the company we we just enjoy those conversations so much yep so check that out um let's see other housekeeping stuff we got a video coming out about whether or not uh being a full-time musician is a viable career path we had that conversation last week on the pod and um we condensed it down to just under nine minutes of uh content uh and that's coming out tomorrow yeah it's really good and i just uh, watched it i just watched it uh um just before we started here and it, it was it's one, one of your good ones i really liked it i feel like i threaded the needle pretty good yeah. it took uh yeah. took some took some moving around but we got it yeah we, we landed the plane as yeah <laughs> indeed indeed so uh if you have any other questions or comments head us up or you can do any of the stuff that our buddy adam from the van band is about to tell you i'll go ahead and call it for this uh spooky evening in Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You've been listening to the Cover and Confidential Podcast for the week of September 16th, 2022. Whoa. Have a good week. If you dare. <laughs> and that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey, listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all their socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of The New Strange, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their Patreon page. For real, send them some digital coins. And when you do that, you'll get access to the Slack back channel, which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band. Who wins? The losses. The behind the scenes goodness. If you play at least once a month for money, all I'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to. Any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VAMBAND. That's V-A-M BAND. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at VAMBAND.com. We started in 2019. We play funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown in Southeast Florida. I play guitar and back of vocals at Adam Moskowitz Music on IG. Also follow the CBC host on IG. That's at Adam Patrick Johnson and at Dan Ray Musician. Or visit coverbandconfidential.com for all the goods. I'm going to go ahead and call it for Adam Moskowitz in Boca Raton, Florida. That was your outro bumper on Coverband Confidential. Always be performing! <laughs>